0: Hey everyone, Ali here. So we are celebrating the 10th episode of Zero Brightness Plus, which is the supplemental show that we do on our Patreon. It is patron-exclusive. But, since we're up to episode 10, we thought we would give everybody else a little taste of what we do on that show. This is uh, one of our more popular episodes, at least based on the feedback and discussion that we've gotten. Um, It's pretty interesting. We talk about the economics of gamer rage and how it kind of feels like a lot of media currently is really focusing on that and why it doesn't make sense for people to support it so heavily. Uh, Anyway, if you like what you hear, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness Sign up. We put these out every Thursday. We have a new one out this week where we run down some of our unpopular gaming opinions. It's a pretty funny episode. And yeah, we frequently try to tie them into the episodes. So you also get some supplemental content for episodes that you're into, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Alright, uh enjoy this. So Zero Brightness Plus, episode eight. Yes. So today, um, James came up with a really good topic that would be relevant to the game we covered, and then I vetoed it <laughs> because uh, I thought it was too good, and mm. I wanted to talk about it at another time. So instead, mm. we're going to talk about something sure. I, that I'm just angry about. I want to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, this like this came up as a discussion in the Discord, and I think it ended up like bringing up good dialogue between everybody, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and it's also, like, a digression that's in the episode, you know? So, it's not totally disconnected, you know, from, like, uh, what we talked about in the episode, but it is something that I think is more of, like, a news topic. And so, Mm. what we're talking about is basically gamer rage
1: and the (laughs) economics of gamer rage. (laughs) This all happened because dumped a hot load onto angry video game nerds face yes and uh yeah well okay someone so, asked them for you to justify your stance in the angry video game nerd yeah someone
0: asked for clarification which i was happy to give and we had a good discussion um so okay basically at a certain point let's say in the mid 2000s probably mid to late 2000s mm-hmm. A certain type of video game criticism uh, became very popular. And it's basically the angry (laughs) man style, (laughs) right? Yeah, totally. And so the two big uh, talking heads in this genre are the angry video game nerd, uh, Uh a.k.a. James Rolfe, who runs the Cinemassacre YouTube channel. Um, Mm -hmm. and is a big deal and uh, another guy named the Nostalgia Critic (laughs) uh, who ran slash runs I think it's not around anymore but he ran a channel called Channel Awesome
1: I, I know so little of that
0: yeah So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff, if you're like us, you probably weren't like super into it, but it was around. And so, like, I know, I mean, I personally was like aware of it just because it was around, you know? So, if you're searching for information on certain old games or or looking for certain, like, you know, game reviews, like, you're Mm -hmm. going to see this stuff, right? Dude,
1: this Nostalgia Critic guy looks like... 100% 100% involuntarily celibate.
0: Yeah, he's like king incel. Um, he's horrible. He's the worst of all these guys. Like, for sure, 100%. But, so, these guys originally started as just YouTube entertainers basically Mm -hmm. right like nobody would have called them journalists or even reviewers like because the angry video game nerd which I think is the most benign of all these um, examples
1: well because it's clearly an act right because all the other guys just have shithead personas
0: yes so what he was doing was just dumping on games and it was clearly for well You know, it was supposed to be for comedic effect. The lulls. Yeah, Yeah. your mileage will vary. Uh, (laughs) And so at that time, they were just making entertainment for people who liked a certain type of entertainment. And then something happened, uh, which is, I don't know, like everybody got radicalized over time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They all took AVGN too seriously or something? Yeah. So... I Well, so the whole AVGN clone thing happened. Yes. And and some of them took it just way too seriously.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, so what I started noticing more recently was that, and the reason I've been thinking about these guys, because this is old news, like this stuff has been around for over a decade, you know? But the reason I'm thinking about them was that I started to notice that even in some media outlets, that I follow like websites or podcasts or YouTube videos, whatever. I was starting to notice that this tone had become like a crucial part of the content that they made and the Mm -hmm. coverage that they did. It was like Mm -hmm. suddenly everybody was an outraged gamer. Mm -hmm. And I really started to notice it when I found out about this guy, Jim Sterling, (laughs) who's like now he's like if the angry video game nerd were a real person who's actually like that and the reason that his stuff bothered me a lot is that he actually has a lot of power he has a lot of influence on like gamers and internet commenters and denizens of the internet and Mm -hmm. he basically spurs people on to just be angry about everything that game companies do but he also mixes up, like, performance and persona with actually saying, like, really fucked up bad shit. Yeah. And I think it reached a peak for me, like, two days ago when he put out a video on, like, people being mad about the new Pokemon. And he actually referred to it as Dexit, which is what people are calling it. <laughs> and he, like, sided with gamers who are angry. Now Wait,
1: I don't get it. Like, Pokédex? Decks.
0: Yeah, so what what happened is that they had promised that every Pokemon ever would be in the game, or I actually Mm. don't know if they said that, but people assumed that would be the case, and then they announced that that wasn't the case, and it was, Mm -hmm. like, it was only, like, a 1,000 Pokemon instead of, like, 1,800 or whatever people wanted. Like, so... The problem with that to me is that you are telling people to be mad about a video game. You're like spurring them to action, which at this point, the only action you can do is like harass people online. And you're also couching it in language and terminology that comes from like conservative political movements. Like Brexit is a conservative. Yeah, that's true political movement largely seen as negative largely seen as well it is nationalistic and largely seen as like racist and jingoist totally yeah and Jim Sterling is just conflating all of these things but then also hides behind like well I'm a crusader for truth and I'm a journalist and like all this stuff and it's like I'm a leftist and it's like dude I don't care what you say it's what you do and you're Mm. literally telling people to like be internet trolls and spurring them on with like the tone and style and language of like a right wing conservative.
1: Yeah. And I mean like this is how people get doxxed and swatted, you know? Yeah. People get killed during swats because police don't go fuck. Like, I don't know, man, it's just dangerous because I don't know. One good point that somebody brought up in the discord is that like a lot of these gamer type peoples just don't have anything else going on in their lives. You know? Yeah. And so it's easy to just like be sucked into the bullshit negativity. It's the same reason. It's the same way you know people get sucked into politics and then they fucking mail bombs to senators and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's the only thing you give a fuck about, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like to say it's like radicalizing somebody, but like in a way, it's just like influencing ignorant people. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's totally true and we've we talked about it in one episode how i think we both agree that video games and like gaming are, are like it is one of the most sheltered hobbies
1: like right yeah
0: for whatever confluence of reasons like if it's you know the age of people who are targeted the fact that it targets people who like to spend time alone or on the internet or both like It seems to attract a lot of really sheltered people. And Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like a constant fight for the conscience and the soul of gamers. You know? Yeah, (laughs) and
1: it's like even, even the socialization that does happen, it happens like behind the veil of anonymity. Right. And, you know, there's no like real human connection there. If you're just like... I'm playing fucking Rocket League with strangers and shit. I don't know. I don't play games online, really, so I don't, like, have a ton of context into that. But... Right. I mean... Well... I know know some dudes in, like, World of Warcraft Warcraft clans, like, fucking, like, meet up with each other after 15 years of being in a clan, and they're all bros and shit. But, like, I don't know how often does that happen, and it's usually just, like, short-term, like toxic interactions between people.
0: Right. I don't know. Well, and I guess what I started to think about in terms of that was like like how do the economics of this actually work? Because like there's clearly people who are like media outlets or content creators who are just exploiting that negativity and the fact that there's like a lack of social interaction or like social checks that happen, right? Cuz like mm. you can say pretty much anything you want and no one will check you unlike in real life where if you say something fucked up someone's gonna check you
1: it's one of those things where outrage outrage creates clicks really you know yeah and click is everything now you know what I mean
0: yeah I just think that like so I don't know okay we're making this episode it's going to go out to our patrons like I don't think I need to change any of our patrons minds like I think you guys are probably thinking about this the same way we are, but I wanted to kind of break it down just to try and get my ideas out there. So if you guys want to go and argue with people in comments or in real life, or like <laughs> think about this stuff, maybe you can have a different perspective on it. But like, cause it's really, really starting to bother me. Cause like I said, I've started to notice it and people who are less like crazy than Jim Sterling are still using that language and that type of like outrage Sure. Uh, um, like clickbait. There's
1: a lot of. Um, oh, the, the gamers, like, have this, like, air of, like, privilege around them, right? Like, right. They always, like, deserve the best. Like, before we started recording, I was talking about how, like, the new Hitman game got its last patch, and then, like, everybody on the forums are, like, losing their fucking minds. Like, oh, they're abandoning their products. I can't believe I paid full price for this. It's like, the game's been out for like more than a year like you're gonna start doxing the developers because they they're working on the next one or what yeah they've yeah i don't know well i think yeah so my
0: big idea here is i think that people need to be reminded of economics like how things work you know like when a company makes a product they make the product they invest in R&;D they maybe invest in producing the product and then they invest in selling and market it marketing it to the public After that they need to make money on the product <laughs> or they stop producing the product This is the most like basic like, how goods and services are exchanged shit right because we live in a capitalist society um so there's no subsidy for arts there's no like shit like that basically (laughs) or functionally there isn't
1: unless Um, you're a musician then money never comes into the picture
0: (laughs) 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 well so here's the reason that i have so many opinions on this and why this shit gets me so riled up is because i'm a musician and i'm a businessman like i've run a studio for over 10 years i ran a record label for a really long time and i always like broke even you know and yeah.
1: so like i understand it's hard how to break th- even in a band for non-musicians out y- there yeah that's
0: like basically a, a, a really big achievement <laughs> <laughs> um And so like, I know how this shit works. And the thing that's been bothering me about not just gamers, but like media people talking about all this shit is that there's no perspective on the economics of it. Right. So Mm -hmm. what really kind of freaked me out and like made me think about this was that I was listening to multiple podcasts where they were complaining about Fallout 76. Right. So uh-huh. the deal with Fallout 76 <laughs> is that it came out and it was a mess. People were right. mad because it was a full-priced game that was a mess.
1: Yeah, now, it was basically like an alpha when it came out.
0: Yes. So there's an inherent problem with that that I want to talk about later, because it's a big one. But let's skip over that, right? <laughs> now the game has been out for like a while
1: right they've done yeah it's been over a year 13 months because it came out the same day as hitman 2 okay
0: (laughs) so it's been out for over a year and the developer unveiled a new plan their new plan was basically our game is gonna have a special like higher tier that you can pay into to get a different experience with the game so All the people who are covering this went right to the red alert, like, uh, you know, open the silos, fire the missiles button, which was they want a hundred dollars a year. Oh, my God. But like nobody talked about, first of all, the game is still technically like it's not free to play, but it may as well be. You can get a copy for twenty dollars and play for free. they were like
1: giving away copies at like Walmart. Yeah. uh Yeah. Drastically underperformed,
0: right? So the game is still essentially free to play, and then the company institutes a new, like, system you can pay into that's about ten dollars a month. Now, if you if you have any familiarity with like MMOs, ten dollars a month is pretty standard.
1: Is it? Yeah. Is that how much WoW is? Wow, used I, to I be, have like no idea about this kind of stuff. So
0: WoW used to be like fifteen dollars a month. Um wow. I don't know. I know it, the
1: the Final Fantasy MMOs were pretty expensive, right?
0: Yeah, I mean these are games that you have yeah, okay, WoW is still fifteen dollars um a month, but you don't have to buy a base game anymore. I mean, like the Final Fantasy online games have like always like uh have always charged monthly. Okay, they're uh it looks like it's thirteen dollars a month. So mm-hmm. Basically, like Bethesda is like, okay, we're going to start charging monthly if you want to pay. You still don't have to pay it. And people are angry because they're not getting more updates and they're not getting more content. And all these media people are just jumping at it and being like, this is an outrage. But it's like, sure, they're actually asking people who are fans of the game who want a different experience to pay in a monthly fee that is actually below market standard so it's I like, mean, what the yeah. fuck?
1: I feel like outrage has kind of taken over the way news is told in America. Yeah. Like Donald Trump unlocked this like s- stupidity chromosome in all of us in 2015. And I don't know. There's the whole out. <laughs> it's just like, what's the daily outrage either in like politics or fucking gaming or you know, they changed Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well,
0: but here's why it's starting to bother me because, okay, here's how music works, right? Like here's what happened to music. Music used to be sell records to sell records, sell merch to make money, play shows to make money. Then Mm -hmm. streaming services came along and it basically like bled the entire music industry dry. And there's like, no money. And the only way you actually make money is by licensing your music to TV shows and movies. So yeah. if you can't do that, you're basically fucked or now make shitty pop music or well, no, even the shitty pop music. I mean, like most artists are not getting enough streams to make money. They have to license it to That's like true. target and yeah. like Amazon and whatever. You have to, like, let Jeff Bezos wipe his ass with it to make, like, $10, you know?
1: You gotta make music that sounds like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros.
0: Yep. Whistling, check. Ukuleles, check. <laughs> A veneer so thick you can hear the vest, check.
1: Christ. Anyway. Like really, really skinny with... uh. Yeah. Anyways, really skinny dudes. <laughs> yeah, skinny,
0: skinny dude. Cheek. Um. So anyway, the the point is that the music industry should be a cautionary tale. Like, you really don't want that to happen to your industry. Because um, like streaming's okay, the internet's okay, but there have to be certain things in place to make sure that you don't bleed the whole industry dry. Because like, that's how you kill it. Basically, now with video games, the whole outrage machine is basically all pointed towards gamers saying we don't want to pay anything for games. And like Hmm. some of it is legit, right? Like EA is a very bad publisher and they frequently like destroy their games with like ads and microtransactions. And also like there needs to be more legislation around microtransactions. Like, sure. However, like a lot of it is just people complain, complaining about the price of games or saying like this isn't like this isn't right. Okay. Okay. And mm. the problem with that is that you're going to push everything towards the Apple Arcade model or the like, I don't, well, not really Google Stadia. Google Stadia is just a mess. But like Apple Arcade, right. you're paying a monthly fee and you don't own the games and mm-hmm. you don't really have any investment in the games. And that's going to, once again, that's going to kill the industry and bleed it dry. Like
1: you basically... Because, yeah, developers are getting flat rates, so they'll never have a blockbuster. They'll just have like you know, a guaranteed amount of money.
0: Right. And they'll essentially be the lower class of game devs. And there's going to be like the AAA, yeah. the few AAA uh-huh. teams left are going to be the upper class. You basically got the yeah. middle class of God your damn industry, which is what, I mean, they did to the people, the citizens of America. But that's also <laughs> what happened right. in the music industry. And that's why like, you know, yeah. we don't really have bands like, I don't know, like Fugazi or something, right? Fugazi were like the middle class band.
1: Well, yeah, there's superstars and then there's DIY musicians. And there are very few that crack open to that status, you know? Right. And so
0: when the more that gamers just purely focus on price points and pain and complain just blindly and be outraged about everything, like you're doing more to erode that like, middle class and like you're going to actually like help kill the video game industry yeah and like
1: look it's like don't buy the ea game ea games aren't good anyways yeah i can think of like two ea games in the past decade i've wanted like the unravel games that's it yeah. Uh like Ubisoft it's the same way. Yeah. Like I'm only interested in Trials cuz it's stupid and fun. Yeah. But like all the other shit I'm not interested. I never buy microtransactions. Yeah. I rarely buy DLC. Um I mean just think about it. Like we all knew Fallout 6 was going to be a giant dumpster fire. Right. And then like lo and behold it came out and it was a dumpster fire and people still bought it and yes. people cried about it like think like I don't know well uh, no
0: that okay so you've just hit on the main big gigantic point of my whole spiel here <laughs> which is that if you don't like something or you don't trust something don't fucking support it don't buy the games that you know are going to be shitty don't purchase the microtransactions don't give these company your money and don't click or listen or anything to these fucking articles that are just trying to milk you in the same way that these companies are like just don't support it like ultimately it's not worth the outrage like if target puts out a new brand of like scentless dishwasher soap and i think it's bad i don't buy it i don't like go online and talk about how much i hate target and how much i hate the scentless dishwasher soap and that like how much i want god to kill target or whatever
1: because at this point it's becoming basically like a holy war for some of these people yeah you 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 could literally dress up like a fascist stand behind a podium on youtube and then hate ranch for 25 minutes about it
0: yes and become one of the like preeminent video game journalists <laughs> it's just like it's so asinine and i really think it's up to like us like the people who consume this media and the people who are in this world to just like stop supporting it and stop clicking on it like yeah, like you said, I don't have any problem not supporting companies who I think are shitty or who do shitty things. Like, mm-hmm. I have no problem avoiding all of this shit. I've realized recently that the challenge for me is avoiding all of these types of media because they seep their way into you, like, so easily. And it's way more toxic than you think because everything because of everything I've said I think it's toxic in and of itself but even just to you as a person who consumes it like you are what you eat if you keep listening to this shit your brain just starts to rot
1: yeah I mean you just have a better worldview if you just get off of social media for a couple hours you know what I mean (laughs) oh yeah
0: that's why (laughs) I literally said that before we started I was like I'm impressed with how well you're able to like run our Facebook page because honestly being on the internet makes me depressed and so yeah. like more and more I have to just not be
1: on it. It's good to recognize that too, to be yeah. like self-aware enough to say like, God, I need to get off the internet for the rest of the day. Yeah. Or like, I need an internet free weekend. Yeah. No, totally.
0: Or like, yeah, I'm going to leave my phone at home and just do shit all day, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I, I really have been feeling like it's just time for, for people to sort of take that like stands and like take that burden upon themselves and just say like dude fuck this because like you can just not support things you don't have to be an angry gamer you don't have to be the angry video gamer <laughs> like it, it's i just it's so awful
1: <laughs> isn't it weird how like angry gamer persona started and then like all the clones came out yeah it's just such a weird little subset of american stupidity yeah, <laughs> it's just like the Trump campaign, really. Well, I
0: mean, and, you know, there was a popular film from the late 70s about this called um, Star Wars and uh, <laughs> Star Wars. What? I mean, well, Star Wars is basically all about how it's just easier to be negative and hateful and angry and, oh, yeah. Which is ironic because now it's like the most toxic fan base of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, that's just it. It's true. Like, it's always mm. easier to just be negative and angry and mean. It's totally true. Yeah. And, and also like, OK, I had a little personal experience last week where a bunch of different people were making me really mad and making my life really hard. And I just wanted to be mean because I felt so bad that I was like, I would feel better for a second if I was just really mean and aggressive with all these people. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, instead I decided not to, I decided to just like even handedly express why I was unhappy with the situation and tell these people they were making me feel bad. And then, yeah, like I kind of had to sit with my feelings for a while, but then like the next day or by the end of the week, I felt a lot better because mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't, turn this into a whole situation i didn't drag everybody into this shit and i didn't let myself get dragged down like into this bullshit and like that's Mm -hmm. basically what star wars is about like how you just like (laughs) shouldn't be the fucking emperor who like sits in a throne room and like electrocutes people and like cackles all day like yeah you have to be yoda because then eventually you get to be reborn as baby yoda He's so cute. He's so damn cute.
1: I don't care anything about the new Star Wars show. What's called Bangalore? Um, <laughs> no, that's um, the the Bangalorean. <laughs> the Bangalorean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, uh, no, I just I think that it's important to have conversations about how money works and like companies need money to make things. Mm-hmm. If you feel the way that they. Go about getting that money from people as unscrupulous. Don't support them.
1: Well, here's a question. Okay, uh, I, I've kind of got mixed feelings about this. You know the Epic Store. Yeah. You know the thing that Jim Sterling screams about. Oh my every god! Every 15 son. minutes. It's a it's a cancer. <laughs> I don't know if he says that. It sounds like a thing he'd say, right? Here are their home addresses. Um, <laughs> Mail them all human excrement. Well, you know, you know the epic. <laughs> You know the Epic Store does like uh exclusives with indie up and coming developers. Uh-huh. And we all know that those indie up and coming developers is going are going to get a like a big sign-on bonus. Right. To be, to be exclusive, right? Mhm. Um doesn't that keep them dependent in the same way that like Apple Arcade would be, be? or
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, it does, and I think that we're not going to know. It's kind
1: of short-sighted for them to sign on to something like that. It's
0: going to be for some of them, and for others, it's not going to be. I mean, mm. some of the some of them are going to really benefit long term from that relationship, and some aren't. Here's the thing: we're not going to know for like five or six years. That's true. And the thing is, it's just like your favorite indie band signing to a major in like 1994. I mean it's up Mm. to you whether or not that makes you mad if that makes you mad and upset that's fine you should just not support that company anymore then but I think trying to frame it as like this huge social issue that you're so mad about and like making it your whole life's work to talk about how shitty they are and like
1: doxing that's what happened to the people making that fucking ooblets game they got doxed that's like super sad I yeah. think there was a woman involved, so they did it like worse, you know? Yeah, more. Which is just even more egregious.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I mean. Like, I would not begrudge someone feeling like that team sold out and being angry at them. However, okay. the proper response is to say, okay, I don't want to support you anymore. It's not to fucking dox them. And yeah, I, I guess, mean, like, yeah,
1: it, just because you donate to a a Patreon or a fucking Kickstarter doesn't give you the entitlement to, like, be an abusive piece of shit, because really, when you'd say, like, super negative things directed towards somebody, you're basically, like, verbally abusing them, even if it's in writing. Well, it sure doesn't feel good, especially if it's your, like, life's work, you know?
0: Yeah. No, you are like 200% right. And I guess the other thing I'm trying to say is that I think that the whole rhetoric of that and that people spreading that rhetoric and using that type of language is all contributing to that culture. So, like, maybe someone isn't the one who's literally doxing these people, but you're creating the culture and the environment and the atmosphere in which it is like acceptable for someone to do this horrible thing to them. Right. Mm hmm. But, yeah, no, I mean, like i I think ultimately, yeah, like people can be upset about this, but it's just the the way it's spoken about, the whole outrage culture is so fucked up, and it's like so wrong. I think the other thing that that really bothers me is there's this real short sightedness about where your place is as a player or a consumer in the like gaming ecosystem, right, which, which is that, like. These are all just like like Epic and Steam and whatever. They're all just shitty mega corporations.
1: Like Mm -hmm. they all fucking suck. If you Yeah, people defending Steam is hilarious. Like right? Come on. Yeah. Like they're all horrible. You're just like the Apple versus Google people. Like Uh Oh, oh, you really think the Apple the board of Apple Incorporated like really cares about your well being?
0: Yeah. No. No. they just sold you on a lifestyle brand better than google because yeah google is fucking horrible at lifestyle branding they're great at like supercomputing and they're horrible at lifestyle branding
1: you know what they're great at uh, search
0: engines <laughs> yeah oh man they nailed that shit dude yeah and they keep trying to branch out and it just just ain't happening <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like I just get frustrated when people take all this shit so personally. And yeah, so they're like, oh fuck, Epic like Steam for life, and it's like they both suck. Like, <laughs> dude, Epic is giving you free games. Get the free games
1: and never buy anything from them. Like, well, and and then Epic fucking revealed the shitty cut that Steam was giving to devs. Yeah. So and then like Epic made it a huge point that devs were getting a bigger cut yeah and like, like that actually is cool right
0: even though once again like you should be casting aspersions upon all of this which is to mm-hmm. say you should be side eyeing the shit out of all these companies because obviously those motherfuckers don't care they just did it as a marketing move and it's a genius marketing move by the way like mm. holy shit like and check you know but like <laughs> they don't care none of them care they just want your money and like more yeah they of it. care
1: when the game bombs
0: yes you know and that's the thing is that i think in gaming like once again this is why i feel like most gamers just like don't fucking understand anything about economics because it's like there's no such thing as too big to fail because once again even like google who i think are probably the company that people would mostly say are like too big to fail their track record is littered with just like a giant elephant graveyard of failures. Like they just keep trying to do shit and step on other people's toes and like branch off into new markets. And it just doesn't work. And it's like, because people aren't supporting it. It's the same with these games. Like if you're mad at blizzard, don't buy their fucking games. And guess what? Their games will flop. But like, there's just like, I think it was kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. There's an entitlement in gaming where it's like, I like this so I should be able to play it. I always want to play it. It should be great and I should love it. And if I all bought those Hitman
1: th- for $60 last year, I demand they update it forever. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that was my $60. Yeah. It's like I played it for 300 hours and I hate it. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, it's like w- what is the expectation here? Like
0: how far do you think your money goes you know there needs to be an assessment of that like I think people really need to look into like how much it costs to make a video game and how many sales you need to make to justify it and then where the money is coming from for the continued support and like damn like y'all need some fucking perspective that's all so and you know like I just have been having all these thoughts and ideas I'm like I need to put them out there and I know that not many people are going to hear this but maybe it'll help you next time you're in an argument
1: with a chud (laughs) yeah or just you know like bootleg this episode onto a cassette tape and give it to your friend with anger issues
0: yeah yeah mail it to old Gary tell him Mm -hmm. to give it a listen Bruce old Kyle Today we were talking about how every, uh, like, we were talking about mean stepdad names. Mm. (laughs) Bruce was number one. And Gary was number two.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm
0: done with that. Apologies to all the Bruce's and Gary's listed. What about, like, Harry or Harold? Oh, yeah, Harold. Harold Harold makes me think of uh, the Scarecrow from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark (laughs) uh, story. (laughs) Yeah. Oh that movie came out. Yeah. Shit, I gotta see that.
1: Did you see that? I'm out of the loop with that one.
0: Yeah. I love kids' horror stuff. It's a uh it's an obsession of mine.
1: <laughs> That's probably why the creep show the new creep show sh- show is so fun, because it just reminds me of Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: Yeah, it's totally like a kid's horror show. <laughs>
1: it's not like the creep show movies. It's no. It's more of like a kid's horror show.
0: Yeah, I mean the movies had that kind of camp factor, but
1: maybe part two a little more
0: yeah for sure this is way more kitty i love it though i mean god damn dude the uh the first episode has got uh the dude from breaking bad like (laughs) fighting an ooze monster whatever it's great
1: which guy from baking oh yeah um john carlo esposito yeah
0: (laughs) yeah. i can't remember the name of his character in uh breaking bad but he runs los Poyos hermanos (laughs) The
1: chicken guy Yeah uh, Gustavo Fring yeah.
0: Gustavo Fring Oh man <laughs> Oh god That's gotta be one of the best villains Like of all time
1: Oh cause he was like so like Cool about everything Yeah like, Even when his face got blown up He yeah. was cool about it <laughs>
0: And he's like weirdly likable
1: yeah. Like Well you're... it it was Walter that fucked it all up. Yeah. Like it wasn't Gustavo's fault. Yeah, like I was kind of rooting for Gustavo. <laughs> Absolutely. Well that's that's the brilliance of that show though. Yeah. You know? No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Fucking homie turns into a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we're
0: we're off it, so <laughs> bye. bye.